I am Aiden. I'm Chris. I'm Luca. And I'm Leah. And today we're talking about ocean gyres and the accumulation of garbage and plastic within them. So on my end, I had no idea these existed until we watched the episode in class for from Doctor Who, right? So yeah, I had never heard the term gyre before then. Yeah. Uh, did either of you hear it before, Chris or Luca? I had heard, heard a little bit about it, um, but not a ton. Yeah, I heard about gyres, but I had previously thought that gyres was uh, synonymous with like the trash heaps that are building up. I didn't know that gyres were just the like ocean currents caused by the spinning of the earth. And then the trash heap is just where there aren't any gyres. Yeah, so that's what I found interesting was when I went to Google um, gyres, what actually came up was the fact that there's these currents that kind of go around different parts of the ocean. But in the center of the currents, where because like rivers are dumping out into the ocean and they get and um any trash that gets dumped into the rivers gets picked up by the current but then migrates inward to this area of calm water and creates like you said a garbage patch right yeah um, there are five major garbage patches or gyres Jeez, five of them uh how big are they the largest one is um, a little more than double the size of France. So it's about 620,000 square miles. Can you imagine? You can make an entire country out of a garbage patch. And I have statistics for the Pacific one, which is about 1.6 million kilometers squared. And there's predicted to be 79,000 tons of plastic inside of it. So we mentioned earlier that a lot of this plastic is coming from rivers. Yeah, ultimately, you have it following the water cycle coming from, you know, a whole bunch of sources getting washed into rivers, since that's where we deposit most of our waste. Yeah, but wouldn't plastic, like, technically break down? I mean, it is technically all natural, right? So why wouldn't it, it break down in this really harsh environment in the ocean? Well, if you could that measure, that technically everything is all natural. <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Chris? I was saying technically um, everything does break down, but the microplastics, they can only break down so much. Yeah. yeah. And the time in which plastics break down is extraordinarily long. These microplastics that are being created by breaking down the larger plastics is what's being really detrimental to the wildlife. And these microplastics are what's getting into the animals and causing all of, a lot of the damage down here. Yeah, what does that damage look like? It's pretty gruesome, right? 73% uh, yeah. of deep water fish in the North Atlantic have eaten particles of plastics. 73%. But yeah, that's, I mean, and then you see these images of, of birds and other animals being, uh, this is kind of gruesome, but cut open. And then there's just all of this, not even microplastic, but like large chunks of plastic. Um, in their stomachs because they don't really know any better. And I, I read that it's starting to infiltrate humans too, like in our water, uh, that we're starting to accumulate little particles of plastic in our, in our bodies, um, which I don't know about you, but it's terrifying, right? Yeah, I don't like Absolutely. the idea of being a plastic person. What about you, Aiden? 
Oh, I think it's it's absolutely terrifying. It's it's just kind of a thing in our our modern society where we have a lot of stuff like microplastics that we end up ingesting that we don't really think about or know about that we've never really had to deal with before. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see in a few years from now what the effects of these microplastics in our systems are because it's it's such a new phenomenon that we don't have enough research on it to really know exactly what all these microplastics are really doing to us. Yeah, that's so. a great point. So we briefly talked about the fact that there was five, just to circle back, that there were five uh, different gyres. Um, Chris, do you know where they are located? Um, they are kind of spread out across the world. So the main one, the big one, is kind of between North America and um, Eastern Europe. There's one mm. between Australia and Brazil, or I suppose Latin America. There is one somewhat between um, Africa and Australia. The last one is between the East Coast of America and Europe. You know, I'm, I'm reading here uh, about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, and apparently it's estimated at approximately 80,000 tons, which is the equivalent of 500 jumbo jets. Can you imagine that? Wow. And of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, uh, microplastics are about 8% of its total mass. 8%? But also, yeah, there are also 94% of the estimated 1.8 trillion pieces floating within the uh, area. That's insane. What are, uh, Luca, what are the main, like, components? If if the microplastics are only taking up 8% of the total mass, what are the main things that they're finding out there in the garbage patch? Um, I know they have a lot of trash from mainland. Mentioned earlier, about eighty percent of the um, plastics is from rivers, mm -hmm. um, but a large bit of it is also from fishing. You see a lot of yeah. plastic nets and other fishing things, and these all just kind of pile together and mush together, and only become microplastics when they begin to break down. What I find really interesting is you know we've found plastics that are like from like the fifties or sixties in the ocean. Still there. Wow. Do any of you know about whether or not these BPA-free or biodegradable plastics are any better for the environment or? I think some of them, it, it's sort of okay. Um, there are some bioplastics that are of course made from things. First of all, biodegradable plastics, there's ones that can be broken down completely into water, carbon dioxide mm -hmm. and compost by microorganisms. And so there are a lot of different companies such as um, Burgerville, which have occasionally used these bioplastics or or what have you that are made right. out of corn and starch and things like that that do fully break down. But um, because they break down, they can be way, way less efficient for making of most things in the world, such as a car. You wouldn't want that to degrade while you're going down the road. Right. Um, and it can also be really expensive. So it's not very efficient for the company. Well, that's a bummer. Indeed. Yeah, the biodegradable plastics are are great, but they come with the unfortunate side effect of not being nearly as useful just because of being degradable. Yeah. I mean, what the human race is after is definitely usefulness and practicality. So uh, biodegradable plastics like that aren't the best. So then is there any solution? Like, do we have anything happening right now working towards solving this problem? I think there are a few companies throughout the world that are starting to tackle it, but it's very hard because it is a um, 
sort of like a charitable thing to do. So the right. funding gets limited very much. One site that I found that seemed really promising is called theoceancleanup.com. And okay. um, they're using these giant nets with anchors to trap a lot of the plastic. And eventually a large ship can come by and collect it all. Now they predict that if they're able to get all of them out there and in place that um, by 2040, they'd be able to clean up about 90% of the ocean plastic, which wow. is great. And yeah. they also have these sunglasses you can buy. They're pretty expensive. They're like $200, but they are made out of 100% um, recycled plastic from the ocean. One pair of sunglasses is made up of about 24 football fields worth of plastic, which is pretty cool. Jeez, that is pretty cool. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. What about you, Luca? Have you heard of any anything going on to help solve this? Yeah, that same company is also trying to stop the influx of plastic into the ocean. Um, as we mentioned earlier, a lot of the plastic in the oceans comes from rivers. And in 2013, Ocean Cleanup did a study and found that all of the plastic came from the same 1,000 rivers. And so they started this program where they're trying to put basically these nets that catch plastic at the end of the rivers to stop all of the plastic that would be going into the ocean from doing that. And their goal, if they can get funding, is that by um, 2040, they'll be able to clean up about 90% of all plastic that is going into the ocean, which would be incredibly helpful for trying to reduce these huge trash islands. Yeah, because I think uh, right now I haven't heard like a not necessarily in this podcast, but in general, through my own research, um, there seems to be less of a solution for cleaning up the microplastics. But if you can stop the influx of plastic into the ocean and stop the accumulation, then you can kind of plug up an overflowing sink. You still have to deal with the overflow, but you can at least stop the water from continuing to cause it to overflow. Aiden, did you hear about any uh, other cleanups going on? Well, I was just going to say, uh, with that, the, it's definitely one of the better solutions because, you know, if you look at your recycling chart, you know, you've got reduce, reuse, recycle in order of what you should do. And really, the the ultimate solution needs to be a reduction in the how much plastic we put into the ocean and realistically, probably how much plastic we use as a society if we right. want to see lasting change. Right. And it needs to be pretty quickly, I'm guessing, just because it's becoming more and more of a problem that unfortunately doesn't get very much funding. Is there a place that can we can donate to or does Ocean Cleanup have like a donation page or anything like that? Yeah. I'm not sure if they have a donation page or if you if you found one that's fine. Yeah, I'm sure on their website they have a donation page. Cool. Well, definitely for anyone listening, probably a great thing to do would be to find an organization that's working on recycling um, and trash reduction and donating to that cause and looking at your own individual uh, use of plastic and how you use it using plastic bags and that sort of thing and see what you can do to potentially lower your um, use. It's totally hard. I used several plastic bags today and I feel terribly guilty about it, but 
uh, it is something to keep in mind for the protection of our planet. And with that being said, we're going to go into just some closing thoughts about like this whole situation because it's pretty massive, isn't it? Uh, what do you think, Chris? Yeah, I think it's definitely something that um, because we're producing so much faster than we're um, than we're fixing it, I think it's something we really need to get on top of, or it's going to be kind of unstoppable. What about you, Luca? Totally agree with that. It's a it's a problem that's only going to get worse. It's going to build up. As you were saying, that we found plastics from like the fifties and sixties. It's if we want to think about it now, in fifty years, we're still going to be finding plastic from now, and it'll just keep getting worse. Yeah, Aiden, any last thoughts? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Both both of what you just said, or all of what you just said. Uh, oh yeah, we really need to get on it. Hopefully, we can. I know it's it's a very difficult road, especially with how distributed our plastic pollution tends to be. But I think it's definitely possible. Yeah, and just as like a fun little exercise at the end. Uh, if you had like unlimited money and unlimited time to research and unlimited resources, what do you think would be a good solution? Just in like three sentences or less. Aiden? I'm guessing you could probably filter the ocean, but that's of <laughs> course not really possible without just absurd power and money. Yeah. Even with absurd power and money, that seems, seems tough. It's very hard to scale. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What about you, Luca? I think it'd be interesting to go further into research about um, organisms like bacteria that can actually break down plastic so that the plastic that is taken out from the ocean, you can turn into compost and actually get rid of it so it doesn't just end up piling up on land instead of the ocean. Yeah, that's definitely smart. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing as Luca. Um, I think also, aside from the bioorganisms, is um, just recycling things in general, finding a clean, useful thing to do with the various plastics that we have. Reduce, yeah. reuse, recycle. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Definitely something to keep in mind in the and future. And in that order. Yes. Reduce, reuse, recycle. And that's all we have for you today. Thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask.